Aspiring Headliner with QSC. Today we're welcoming UK R&B soul artist Taya onto the podcast to talk about her new single Hotel Suite 31, which is taken from her upcoming EP Still Wonders. Okay, so let's get to know this up and coming artist and delve into her influences and her sound. So welcome along Taya, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. I'm I'm very um, in a kind of busy, exhausting place, but I'm going to take that as a positive because you know, I mean, it just means things are happening, which is great. Amen. So, yeah, I'm okay. Thank you. Good. Busy, um, sort of in that sort of place mentally or just literally or both? <laughs> Do you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, yeah, in every avenue possible, mentally, physically busy. But you know what? As I said, like, some of these things are great things and you just have to adjust yourself to, you know, I mean, the things that you prayed for, the things that you've worked towards this is it coming to fruition now. So you just got to be grateful that they're starting to, to, to come out. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose it's a good problem to have if you look at it like that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. So what are you up to at the moment? Have you been doing some gigs? I had a look at your Instagram earlier and it like you've just been doing some shows. Yeah. Well, I did one yesterday for London RBS. Um, and I grew up doing a lot of like live stuff. That was my main thing since I was very young. Um, and then when I started releasing my own music properly in 2019, um, I did a few of those and obviously COVID hit after, so there wasn't anything going on. Um, so in the meantime, I was just, you know, been rehearsing with, um, my band and just here and there as I can trying to just make sure I'm still working on my live stuff. Um, so yeah, yesterday they invited me down to perform. There was like, a few other artists there as well. It was so great. Like, you know, sometimes when I feel like a lot of artists feel like they're, um, I want to say the word introverted, but I don't mean that like plainly. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of going out sometimes is like quite exhausting because we're just used to being in our, in our bubble. I feel like when we go out and we immerse ourselves with other creatives, it's really like empowering. And it gives you that extra kind of jump to be like, okay, I am doing something that's, you know what I mean? That's making a difference. So I am doing something that's good, but let me keep doing it. It gives you that bit of energy to, to just be with other people who are on the same sort of wavelength as you. So I always appreciate being in spaces like that when I can. Yeah, definitely. It's nice to be around that energy just to kind of feed off it, I guess, right? And you're in London, aren't you? Yeah, London born and bred. <laughs> okay, I thought so by the accent, but you never know how people move around in the UK, but I thought you sounded <laughs> you know like what? from London. It's so weird because I don't think, I'm going to say I don't think I have an accent, but obviously everybody has an accent. But like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Just the slight just London twang. Are, I mean, an American probably <laughs> yeah. can differentiate, but I tell, yeah. I'm from Bromley, but I think probably, I sound yeah. really different to you. Maybe, I suppose so. It's just because you're, you're used to your own voice, isn't it? Yeah, it's so annoying. I'm sorry you have to listen to it. That's a, I can't that's stand right. hearing my voice Bromley's back. not far. <laughs> oh, I'm not Bromley's there anymore. Maybe that's why my accent's been faced uh, out a little bit more. I'm in Kent now. So, yeah, it's taken that sort of time. Oh, that's a bit further. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've been, been Kented up. But, um, so, <laughs> okay, let's get into, before we get into your new music and stuff and all of that sort of thing, so I'd love to know yeah. a bit more about you. So, tell me about growing up. What did you listen to? I'm guessing you've been raised in a musical household like I was. So I've been basically brainwashed by my mum and dad's musical taste. And I find that most people <laughs> have in the music industry. But So what were you kind of yeah. surrounded with when you were growing up? 
I was surrounded by like music in my main household growing up. There was always a radio on, like all my kind of school friends and things always point that out. So like there was always the radio on just 24-7. Didn't matter what time it was, if anybody was in the house, it was just always on. Um, and then I was surrounded by like music collectors and music players um, who just loved music. I was just surrounded by people who loved music and genres ranging from 70s and 80s soul, rare groove, um, garage, jungle, old school hip hop. Um, obviously R&B jazz neo soul like there's a plethora of genres and different times of music that I have and um, I feel like that's definitely been something that's been with me since I was, was very young um, I never had to kind of sort out and be like oh I'm getting older now let me think about if I like music or what music I listen to it was just always mm. part of me yeah Um. And yeah, it, it's 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 like a nostalgic, nostalgic memory. So it's a different type of feeling. But music means a lot to me. So, mm. and was there a particular musical sort of idol or someone you watched that you were just transfixed with when you were younger, and you thought, "I want to do this. I can do this." Was there one oh, in particular? Gosh. I had different things I wanted to. Do. I wanted to be a fashion designer. I wanted to work on a cruise. Like I wanted to do so many different things when <laughs> okay. I was younger. <laughs> I suppose we all um, did in a way. Is could you be yeah. one of these in an alternative lifetime? Do you think you'd be working on a cruise or something? I don't know because I'm actually scared of boats now. <laughs> okay, maybe that wouldn't <laughs> That's work definitely out. Definitely off the table. Yeah, it's not going to work. Um, but for me, there were so many. I had a period of time where um, I was really like, I'm going to say the word obsessed, but I really loved Usher um, as a performer. That was like my team. You're like the one that you have the posters up of in your room and stuff like that. That was my teen one. Yes, um, 87 I won is one of my favourite albums. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I've always had, like, favourites. Raphael Sadiq is, like, a songwriter who was in the group Tony Tony Tone and Lucy Pearl. Um, it was very old school. Um Missy Elliott for her songwriting as well. There's just so many that like, I can't even pinpoint, you know, one person. Amy for just her storytelling and the connection after one listens to her vocals. Mary J. Blige for the same sort of feeling. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's so many artists that I could pick out for different reasons that have really influenced me and, like, connected with me. So, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful to... I want to say I'm grateful to all those artists like they can hear me, but I'm grateful that, you know what I mean? I, I was introduced know. to their music. And, yeah. We'd love it if I'm, Missy I'm was listening. Hi, Missy. You're yeah, welcome. she's listening. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll be, be great. great. What about in terms of songwriting? Did you ever really hone in on anyone in particular and take notice? I know you mentioned Amy Winehouse there. I know her lyrics are particularly, um, I don't know, they always just really stand out to me as really distinctive yeah. and just she so profound. differently. Very poetry, like I grew up, so I was like an English student, like I really loved English, writing stories and poems and that. Mm. Um, so I feel like songwriting to me just came very naturally. Um, so kind of crossing that side with just the love of music, the love of writing. Um, I'd say, yeah, Missy Elliott, Raphael Sadiq, Amy Winehouse. Um, there's a three off the top of my head. Um, 
I know I'm probably going to come off this call like, why don't I mention that person? Like, they're the main person. But you know, when someone asks you that question, you're just so like, your mind goes blank because there's just too many. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's exactly what would happen to me if anyone asked me the simplest question. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm a big, big lover of, you know, songwriting and and storytelling. And I appreciate any artist that can do that as well. Mm, Yeah. Okay, what about, um, can you remember what was the first piece of music you bought with your own money now usually someone says something really cool or really cringy but um we will find out what yours was what was it i don't think that i bought with my own money it was probably a burnt cd i don't know if i should say this or maybe to my one. Was so long ago. <laughs> yeah literally um it was back in the days when like you could burn cds and i'd make like playlists of like favorite songs with like tweet and um all these other artists and i just write you'd be able to write on the cd with a pen there'd be like forte r&b forte like da, 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 da. i remember <laughs> like i was making my own little my own little mixtapes um i remember having like a steps on a jamelia cd when i was younger but i don't think i bought that i feel like it was bought for me i was like probably six at the time <laughs> right okay we're taking it way back okay obviously we don't yeah. condone line wire this is when we were young and naive and we didn't know or yeah care, probably but now we do especially it, you yeah. being an artist but um yeah yeah of course <laughs> please don't please don't line my music if, if line wire still works <laughs> i think it's back but in a different it's, it's something else now it's not the same you know thing that bring down your parents you know pc or whatever yeah um okay cool <laughs> what about the first gig you ever went to without maybe parents or a family member oh gosh the first gig i ever went to what was the first gig i ever went to I'm trying to think oh i feel like it was wireless i think it was wireless you know oh okay that's um, right. which is like a festival yeah so that was like the first time i'd as you said, done something like for myself. Mm. And I remember it was um, when we all finished our GCSEs. So it was like the kind of freedom year where you just start doing stuff for yourself. And um, we went to Wireless. It was the year that Drake was headlining. Oh, nice. Um, Yeah. And I got to see Joey Badass, who was like, I still love him. But like at that time, I was really like prominent on his music um and it was a great time it was a really great time I wouldn't go to a festival nowadays unless I was probably like performing hopefully um just because it's a lot like spending a day in queues and stuff like that it's a lot of work (laughs) have you ever done one um, when you've camped because that I just can't see myself doing that ever again now to be honest no no I would love to camp I'm actually meant to be going camping with my friends in a few weeks um but in terms of a festival I feel like it's a different experience like you get different types of people and different types of experiences and um yeah there's no escape so I don't know if I could do that as well yeah and different levels of sleep or no sleep depending on who you yeah. unfortunately might be next to from my experience <laughs> I like the day festival now that's good for me yeah literally you can come back and sort yourself out definitely I agree yeah absolutely um okay so when was it that you decided that you wanted to kind of get into seriously you know, pursuing music for yourself as a career and start putting out your own tracks? Mm-hmm. Do you know what? I always say um, I never vocalised it. Like I never said, okay, yeah, I'm doing this and I want to become this and blah, blah, blah. I just think naturally my actions have moved towards that. Um, I just, every day I've gotten up and said, I'm doing something I enjoy. You know, I've, I've made this song that turns into a few songs, that turns into an EP, that turns into videos and this and that. 
Um, so yeah, I've, I've never vocalized. This is what I'm doing, and this is you know the be all and end all, and this is what I'm gonna do. But I guess my actions have just shown that, um, and that's been from early on since I was. I think I wrote my first song when I was like six or seven. Okay. Please don't ask me what that was because I'm not going to tell you how that went. That was not good. <laughs> I think we've all got, um, not that I'm a singer, obviously, but terrible songs we wrote, possibly with our siblings. Oh, I definitely remember yeah. one of mine. <laughs> no need to say what they are now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely with, with my actions, it's been something that I've been doing since I was an infant. So yeah. I just don't like to vocalise it and stand on it. I don't know why. No, well, I think maybe that's just um, a British thing. I'm not sure. You know, you don't want to make yeah. a big deal out of us, up stuff sometimes, do you? Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, actually, to be fair, so when I was just taking back to what you said about um, performing yesterday, um, once I had come back on socials the next day today, someone had said to me, um, they put in the comments, how could you be standing next to me in the crowd and not telling me that you dropped a, you just dropped a song? I was like, oh my gosh! Like, I just don't. When I'm when I'm next to people, I don't actually say, "Yeah, I do this. This is what I do." Blah, 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 blah. I just let it kind of speak for itself. And yeah, that's, I don't know. That's just how I No, that makes sense. Um, and what about um, how is it for you so far? Like, sort of standing out as an and uh, independent artist. You know, it's quite. It's a very crowded mm-hmm. market. What's it like to navigate that? And how do you make that work for you? It's really interesting. It's also really positive because I feel like independence comes with, you know, creative control and like just being mm-hmm. able to be free in what you do. Um, and at the same time, obviously, there are difficulties and hurdles. Um, but I think for me as well, I've just been over the years trying to make sure that I position myself and really get to know different people in different areas, not just other musicians, but people who, you know, work in the other areas of the business um, and just really, like, create bonds with them, just natural bonds, um, just so you can kind of see a bigger picture and also still feel a bit more grounded. Um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting, but, you know, I've, I said it in, in an interview before as well, like, it's a good place to be in especially now for me, because I'm still exploring my sound. I'm still exploring, you know, the the avenues that I can go down. Um, So I have the freedom to be able to do that. So, yeah, I don't don't take that lightly. I'm very grateful for this time. Mm. So I'm just using it to the best of my ability. Okay, nice. I think that's a good mindset to have, Um, definitely. So, okay, let's talk about the new single. So this is Hotel Suite 31. So this is about the struggles of growing up, the importance of standing firm in one's beliefs. So where did this song idea come from? How did it start to take shape? (laughs) I'm just laughing because I put up a story yesterday. I don't know if you've seen it, (laughs) but um, I'm going to delete it soon. Um, So the basis of the story really just came from a a point of time where I just felt really isolated and, um, you know, just, you just kind of feel quite alone or just low self-worth. And I just changed the story, just changed the narrative and just turned my my pain, as you will, into some, something positive, like a song. Um, and then the inspiration I got for the lyrics in the song was just trying to like remind myself of all the things that I'd already come through. And um, 
all the things that I know to be true. Um, I think sometimes with kind of negative mindsets and things like depression, sadness, any of those kind of negative feelings, it's easy to cloud the truth that you know about yourself. Um, so I think during this song, I just have to kind of dig deep and really remember those those morals and those things that I know to be true about myself um, and just bring it to the forefront. And yeah, I created this this song out of that with um, Super Beats, who's a great friend of mine. We made quite a lot of music together um, recently. So yeah, he was able to to bring the song up that next level in terms of production. And um, yeah, we created this this song that I'm I'm quite proud of. Okay, so would you say is songwriting quite um, therapeutic for you? Would you say definitely? Yeah. Um, as I said, like writing in general is just really therapeutic for me, um, and songwriting as well. I feel like even just to sing what you've written, sometimes it's hard because it's like you're really like um, channeling the feelings that you're feeling about what you're writing about um but definitely songwriting is is something that I love even not even just in terms of lyrics just in terms of like um the types of songs or like stanzas and you know the different ways to write a song um I feel like it's a it's a nice thing to do it's it's a way to to get creative and it's just another kind of avenue in terms of making music so I really enjoy that part Mm. And given that, um, you know, you've said you're someone that might not not necessarily shout about, I'm doing this and check this out. How do you balance that side of it, you know, with being vulnerable through song and sharing these, you know, really personal thoughts? Yeah, I think, I think um, that's probably why my music is so personal and not personal in the sense of every song is like, you know, my deepest, darkest thoughts, because some songs are just, you know what I mean, very surface, but um I think the reason why my songs are personal is because I don't always have that channel in my personal life or just in day to day to really, um, you know, share my thoughts and say my thoughts. Um, so music is that one place that I get to do that freely without no rules, without, you know, any thought of what's that person going to say or da 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 da. Like it's just a free piece of paper to just let things out and say what you want to say, ask the questions you want to ask and yeah, leave it as that and then give it to somebody else who's going to listen to it and interpret it in their own way. I think it's a nice little exchange that I'll give up my vulnerability to do, definitely. Mm. And if you've ever written a song about maybe a particular person or something you went through, do you ever find people coming up to you that you know and going, What's, is this about that? Is this about me? <laughs> <laughs> um um someone has actually asked me that before um I don't remember what my answer was I think maybe the song was quite clear that it was but I I, I, it's quite introspective usually I think my music it wouldn't really talk about the experience like directly to you yeah um but you know their stories at the end of the day their life experiences and you know if you find yourself in that you were part of that life path, then of course you're going to relate to it in that way. Um, but yeah. <laughs> okay. And um, out of the songs you've written so far, this could be one that you haven't released, I guess. Um, what's your favourite song that you've ever written, would you say? Oh, gosh. Um, I would probably say, in terms of Sonic, I want to give you two answers, if that's okay. <laughs> yeah. 
cool. In terms of sonically, I would say um, Eight Till Late in terms of sonically. And that was off my um, first EP. Um, I feel like that is a proper like ode to all the genres and all the inspiration I had growing up and just like showing them, look what you guys inspired me to do. I made this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of just kind of songwriting and all around feeling of the song, I'd probably say um, The Sunsets in the West, which is off the new EP coming out next month. Um, that's very nostalgic and I actually sat on that song for a little bit longer than the rest of the songs just because I wanted it to really be natural and I really wanted to get across the point that I wanted to um, and the feeling that I wanted to and I feel like everyone who's heard it so far um, without me saying anything I've said oh my gosh this this song I really relate to this song I really you know what I mean love this song so I'm quite proud of that Okay, that's something to look forward to. Okay, speaking of it then, so the upcoming EP, so that is out soon, isn't it? So that's very exciting. Um, so yeah. that is still wondered. So what can you yes. share about that at this stage? You know, what can fans expect from this? Yeah, I mean, if you're listening, if you're continuing to listen from all the songs that I've already released, um, so like a returning listener, it's a follow-up to my first EP, Wonder of the West. Um, that project was, you know, made in a time of instability and a lot of traveling around and things like that, hence the artwork, hence, you know, the themes of the songs. And this one is more focused on being still. Um, I named the title Still Wonders. Still has two meanings. So still in terms of, you know, the act of being still, Mm -hmm. physically still, and also still as in, you know, continuing to do the same thing. Um, I feel like, Oh, I hope listeners have a deep sense of clarity with themselves when they listen to this project. Um, and also creates a feeling of nostalgia, but also a feeling of being able to accept the present moment. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing what anybody has to say or any ways that people can connect to this one. I'm I'm quite proud of. Mm. And what about it's a a bit of step up? Oh, sorry. Um, I was going to say, have you got any live shows sort of tied into it as well for when it's out? Yes, definitely. Um, so me and my band have been rehearsing for a few things. Um, we're going to start off with um like a live visual, um, which you've been rehearsing for. Um, and I just like to tie in all of the music together. It's it's still the kind of same story but from a different perspective. So I feel like taking the listeners through that journey of like those songs from the old EP and then the new EP really kind of tells the story well. And yeah, live is the thing that I always grew up grew up doing. So I feel like being back in those spaces where I can really connect with, you know, listeners and the audience is, you know, it's something that you can't um, ever describe, but you know, you can't exchange for anything else. I feel like that's the best part of, of music, live music for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, well, that's exciting. You've got lives to look forward to. And one final question, just is there um, anything people would be surprised to learn about you? You know, do you have a useless talent? Do you have a secret, um, I don't know, side job? Is there something you can do better <laughs> than anyone else you know, even if it is pointless? <laughs> um. I'm double jointed. I don't know. Okay. No, that counts. <laughs> That's my party trick. That's literally my party trick. Yeah, I can like tie my hands, like put it all the way back to 
the back of me without letting go of my hand and then put them back to the front. It's a bit weird and a bit like, um, what's the word? For people who don't, it's like squeamish, I think is the word. <laughs> yeah. that, that's, that's my party trip. I'm sorry, it's not very interesting. Okay, love it. You probably can freak some people out, maybe if they've had a few drinks. Yeah. But <laughs> I have, I have, I have. <laughs> You're like, please stop, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bean, maybe not that for the live shows then, but just for that special occasion. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you, can, you might find it at a little EP release party or something. I might be able to do that, but yeah, not for the live shows. <laughs> what an incentive. Okay, you heard it here, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I think that about wraps it up for today. So honestly, thank you so much for joining. It's been such a pleasure to get to know you and your music and to learn a bit about you today. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. I really love having conversations like this. You're so welcome. You're welcome anytime. Okay. And in the meantime, we'll look out for, you know, your new stuff and new music when the EP's out. Um, so everyone follow on social media to keep up with that. So um, I'm going to let you get on with your day then and um i hope to speak to you again sometime definitely thank you so much take care all right thank you bye bye headliner radio supporting the creative community